And you know, when you when you embark on a project where you're like, I'm gonna go to Africa and I'm going to uh, create a beekeeping co-op and bring this beautiful honey to the States and to the world, you, you kind of learn how to source. <laughs> you kind of yeah, learn yeah. all the pieces that you have to do to create a brand and create marketing. Happy Friday, everybody. I hope you guys have had a great week. It's been an amazing week over here and uh, really have a lot to be grateful for. So remember today to, you know, count your blessings. Remember what you're grateful for. Today's guest is Bessie McIntosh. But before I introduce Bessie, I got to let you know, my book is done. Sales Genius is all done. So make sure you order your copy with the link in the description. Uh, It'll be one of the best reads you've ever had. Uh, my other book, The Ten Laws of Sales, that's a short ebook. That one's out, ready to rock and roll. And of course, my full length course on how to become a virtual assistant, how to start your virtual assistant career. No MLM, no recruiting needed. That's already available. Uh, guys, so many good things happening. So I really appreciate you listening. I appreciate everything that you guys have done to support me so far. And without further ado, uh, Bessie McIntosh. Bessie McIntosh is the maker of Mercabody. She's the woman uh, behind the kitchen witching of their formulas to create a design of their products. She's also a serial entrepreneur, and we had an amazing conversation just about everything from parenting to how to be a great entrepreneur to how to empower women in the workforce and how to just get your ideas off the ground. So it was an amazing, amazing episode. I really think you guys will enjoy it. Make sure you share this with your friends and thank you so much for tuning in and please welcome Bessie McIntosh. Welcome everybody. This is Don Jensen and you're tuning into The Thinking Project. Um, okay, great. Can you hear me and everything's good? I can hear you, Dalton. Hello. How's it going, Bessie? How are you? It's going really well today. How are you doing, Dalton? <laughs> I'm doing great. Thank you. So we were talking a little bit before this, but uh, um, I just, I kind of want to jump right into it because I feel like there's a lot of cool things we can talk about around what you're doing. Um, so tell us like everything that you have going on, like business-wise and, um, and, and all the projects you have going on. Oh my goodness. I am like the project queen. I don't know if we want to talk about all of them, but let's be careful. Whatever, whatever, whatever you want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am the maker at Merkabadi. Uh, Merkabadi is a playoff of the Merkaba. Merkaba means light body spirit. And so what we are doing is we are creating intentional products using ingredients that are not well known to the collective consciousness yet. So we're using cannabinoids, we're using shilajit, ormus, guayusa, we're using other of the earth's um, medicines that are just sitting around for us. So we have even Mm -hmm. like a juniper tonic that you could use. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so we are creating those and we are just looking for women like badass boss babes, women who want (laughs) to embody their powerhouse self and just need to feel more energy, need to feel more focused, need just to feel better. They can be their best selves and get out there and do the things they need to do in life for themselves and for all the people they love. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I like that. So, so you've got a few things going on and I kind of want to talk about, um, Cause I, I mean, I go here with, uh, with all of my guests, but it seems, it seems pertinent right now to like, kind of go into how you got into this. And the question I want to start off with is really like, you know, you mentioned that the medicines and that you're using aren't, you know, aren't, uh, you know, people aren't aware of them. Like the collective consciousness isn't aware of them yet. And I'm kind of curious how you think we got to this point. How we of, got to the what, point. Of, of like, of like why they're not recognized and why they're, why they're kind of, you know, cause I dealt in CBD and it was like almost shunned. Yeah. And you know, that's a huge can of worms you're going after there. Let's get into that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I know. well, where do we start? I would say that this is just ancient 
ancient wisdom, ancient medicine. This is the stuff that our great grandmothers would go into the forest and collect and take care of the children and keep them alive and well. And um, somewhere along the way, we uh, ran into Western medicine, which is fantastic. Man, if I am bleeding or cut open or have a broken bone, that's the first place I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the doctor and I'm going to be like, please set my bone. Please sew me up. But when it comes to all of these other ailments that we have, uh, the earth just grows everything that we need. These plants are medicine and we can literally go out and eat them and utilize them and heal ourselves. So to answer your question, I, I think the way we ended up in this space is because we as a society and maybe as, um, no, I guess as a society is just bought into what we have been told is the way to go. You know, I might be in a unique position where going to the doctor is kind of the, my, my last, my last step. I try to do everything else to take care of myself or my family before I run to the doctor and say like, okay, what's going on? What happened? And because of that, I don't really have a medical history, you know, where most people have been trained. The second something's wrong, go to your doctor and they'll take care of you. And it's not that there's quite anything wrong with that. I just think that somewhere along the line, we lost our connection to our own intuition and, um, and we're kind of giving our power away to somebody else to tell us how we should be instead of listening to our own knowing and learning about these different plant medicines and kind of taking the power into our own hands to take care of our own health and wellness. Yeah, I, I think I think you're definitely onto something. I agree with almost everything. I mean, everything really, because I just feel like I, I definitely agree with like the Western versus like Eastern medicine side of things. Right. Um, yeah. Because it's just different, right? Like, I I agree with you that Western medicine is perfect. Like, we need, I mean, I'm glad to li- that we live in America, right? Um, But I also agree, like, that that people just, like, we've kind of lost that. Like, we've kind of been like, oh, this kind of holistic approach to, like, health. You know, that, that our, that the earth did take care of us for so long. And, mm-hmm. you know, she didn't forget about us. <laughs> you know, there's... Right. That, still there to to help us um because i agree like i i feel and and my whole message to people when whenever it's brought up like this holistic approach or whatever is like nothing's off the menu that's what Mm -hmm. i think right Um, oh yeah and so and so it's just super important so how did you come up with like what made you want to turn this into a business idea what made you want to turn this into um your you know kind of like your purpose and and what you're doing right now oh i love that thank you um Well, it actually started out with my son when he was about 16 years old. So this was a handful of years ago. And he came to me and he's like, Mom, I want to try CBD oil. And I'm like, for what? And he's like, why have anxiety in my friends? They're using CBD and it helps. And I'm like, son, that is wonderful. Tell me what your (laughs) friends are using. Send me those companies. I'll do the research. And he knows I'm the type of mom that's going to look into you know, the sourcing, like, where's it coming from? What's the integrity behind the product? What's the potency? Mm. How's it grown? Is it organic? Mm. Is it non-GMO? Like, can we make sure there's no heavy metals or pesticides in this? And, you know, at the time, there was only a couple of companies in the whole United States that kind of fit my bill. And, oh, they were expensive. (laughs) Yeah, I can only, what companies were they? I don't even remember. It was Do you so remember? long ago. Okay. Okay. That's no, fine. not That's at all. Fine. Not at all. Um, but what I did find out is, um, yeah, there was just, there was a lot of banditos out there. There was a lot of yeah. companies out there that were just out to make money. And I'm like, okay, yeah. money is a byproduct of it's, it's almost like a reward. It's like a byproduct of what you put out. It's the energy that comes back in. And, mm-hmm. you know, what I've definitely learned in my life is that you can spend your energy doing good in the world and having that green energy come back to you, or you can kind of be devious and, you know, maybe make a few bucks along the way, but that is (laughs) not sustainable. Um, (laughs) yeah, it's not. And so that's kind of where the idea started is the fact that like mother of necessity, right. is like my son needed something. I wasn't willing to pay that much for it because of my past. I know how to source. I know how to talk to people. I know how to make Mm. those connections. So I just went and found 
the people I wanted to work with, the farm. I, I, uh, I went and found the farm. I went and created my own formulas. I utilized my friends, some of my therapists and doctor friends, actual MDs and other kind of like holistic <laughs> doctors, like chiropractors and whatnot, and asked yeah. them to take the formulas that I created test them on their patients. So I could kind of be like a blind study. So I wouldn't really know who mm-hmm. or have any kind of you know, influence with them. And, you know, they, they all picked up one formula. Everyone loved this one formula. And I'm like, okay, we're set to go. And then from there, of course, I was like, well, I've been making Ormus for, oh, you know, over a decade. So why wouldn't I offer that to people? And I love Sheila Jeet and a friend of mine locally here found Sheila Jeet in the mountains. So I'm not having to import it from India. And so I was like, well, <laughs> no one's putting like cannabinoids in Sheila Jeet. So what happens if you do that? Does that turn into something? And, yeah. and it did. So that's, that's kind of how it started. It was just kind of like, you know, I like to make things. That's, that's where, that's where I find. I'm like a formulator. So I'm like, I like to make things and I like to take things and, and yeah. it affects your body. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Wow. That's it. That's incredible. Holy cow. So you mentioned um, that, you know, you mentioned that you started to, you know, it's very entrepreneurial, right? I don't want to pay for this much. There's got to be an easier way to do this. You said, because of my past, um, you knew how to do these things. Tell me more about that. Well, for the last 12 years, uh, myself and another business partner, we created a company named Asita. And Asita means gratitude in the language Twi, which is spoken okay. by the Ashante in Ghana, Africa. Mm-hmm. And um, so we started importing this beautiful honey. It's dark, rich honey. It actually doesn't even taste like the honey we're used to here in the United States. Um, it's... Yeah. Um, it's just like more gourmet. I call it medicinal gourmet. And um, <laughs> okay. yeah, so we just started, we, we, okay. we started importing that. We also have shea butter that's coming out of Africa. And, you know, when you, when you embark on a project where you're like, I'm going to go to Africa and I'm going to uh, create a beekeeping co-op and bring this beautiful honey to the States and to the world, you, you kind of learn how to source. <laughs> you kind of yeah, learn yeah. All- that you have to do to create a brand and create marketing and create all of those things. So it was kind of like when I needed a CBD um, solution for my son, I was like, I know how to do this and it's fun. (laughs) And the one thing I can say is now that I have this business where I do have some CBD products, I can go back to my mom and say, See, mom, you can make money selling cannabinoids. <laughs> you can do it. Did, did, she say, <laughs> did she say you couldn't? Maybe sometime in my past when I was a teenager and maybe up to now. <laughs> I was going to say, I think you've always been able to make money with cannabinoids. You sure um, can. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right, dude. Um, that's fun. That's really cool. That's that's really fun, though. Um, I like that. I like the... I love honey. I know that's Me random, too. but you brought up honey and I'm like, honey mm-hmm. is like super awesome. I think I, for more reasons than just it tastes good. But um, you, when you said honey, it just reminded me of like, we, we found some like organic um, honey here in Utah and I'll never buy honey from the store ever again. There is something mm-hmm. special about like, there is really something special. And I, and, and I guess to bring it full circle, there's really something special about ha- knowing that like, this is from the earth that it's there to take care of you. I know. And it's so crazy. Like if you'd have known me a few years ago, like that, that me would not be saying this stuff. You know what I mean? But, Mm -hmm. but my view, whole view has changed on like how the earth can take care of us and how, how I was like, she's like designed to take care of us. You know what I mean? Isn't it beautiful? It it is beautiful. Isn't it it beautiful that you've allowed yourself the space to grow in who you are today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hopefully, yeah, hopefully it keeps going. But um, and and I'm sure it will. So but it's just interesting. So you you get into Aceta. Mm -hmm. And I'm just curious, what's even further back than that? Like, take us all the way back, I guess. Like, what made you want to go? Are you like talking like six years old? Like my first business? (laughs) Was it six years old? Was that your first business? It was, you, it was, I, I, I lived in a very rural town in Nevada and okay. I was obsessed with rocks. I would collect okay. rocks and shine them up 
And I had set up a little booth like a lemonade stand, but it was a rock stand on the side of my dirt road. <laughs> and I have to tell you, not one car stopped that summer. Not one car even stopped, let alone did I make one sale. That's, that's bad juju. <laughs> I know, that's right? Always stop for the lemonade stand, kids. Yeah, um, but you know, no one stopped. You know, it was a different time. And <laughs> I guess they just weren't interested in what that kid was doing on the side of the road. That's fine. <laughs> what I find interesting about it, though, is instead of it uh, kind of a kind of being, a, I, I don't know, something that kind of held me back. Um, yeah. I just thought all those people were crazy for not stopping because these rocks were beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you don't want my rocks? That's fine. Whatever. Yeah. We'll, you know, we'll move on. By the next summer, I was on to, you know, other things, not, not so much trying to hustle. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I've, um, I've always had uh, some kind of side hustle, some kind of business happening. Um, uh -huh. Before Aceta, I actually was in corporate America for a long time. I was a sales okay. trainer uh, for bankers. Oh, so a sales <laughs> trainer for bankers. No, bankers okay. aren't good salespeople. No, they're not. They're actually <laughs> terrible. Yeah. So I would my be job. bankers all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it was my job to train uh, any, uh, it, like the teller to the president of the bank on how to sell their financial products. So yeah. I did that for a really long time. And then with the 2008 crash, that job kind of disappeared. And I looked around and I was like, gosh, what am I going to do? And uh, all mm -hmm. of a sudden, someone came up to me and said, hey, do you want to start a company selling honey from Ghana, Africa? And I'm like, yeah, I do. So, <laughs> so that was that. And then before that, it was just always like working for startup companies and and, and trying to get trying to get their feet off the ground and making them money. And at some point in time, it just kind of clicked that, mm -hmm. you know, I'm the energy, I'm the value. I'm, I'm the one that can do all of this. So I might as well, you know, find a, find something that I'm really passionate about and see how many people I can help bring out their inner light and make them feel like you're the one, you're the value, you're the mm -hmm. person that can go out there and do these things that you want to do. And you know what? The world needs you to step up and do it right yeah. now now is yeah. the time to get out there and do that so how can i help you feel better so that you can go out and do these things you want to do and so that's, yeah. that's just coming about now that's cool um yeah. I, that's really that's really interesting though because it i feel like we have a very similar story because i i even though i'm still in sales like i have a few businesses but i still like the day-to-day -day sales gig there's, there is something for me as a salesperson being on a sales floor with a with a bunch of my peers and and really uh, hammering out sales. That's really fun for me. <laughs> I love it. It is. It's, like, it's exciting. There's like an energy, yeah, that, you know, that feeds on feeds on itself and you can feed yeah. on that, feed on you. And yeah, yeah it and it's just like, like it's yeah. great because because, yeah, I, I trained. Um, I was a sales trainer for, for quite a while. Um, and it's so funny that you brought up banks because I was in the. We are also brought to you guys by Monarch Social. Now, Monarch Social isn't just another social media marketing company because they're going to take care of you on all your digital marketing fronts from SEO to beautifully designed websites to custom videography. And if you want to know more about that, you got to check out the video they did for me uh, on the Thinking Project Facebook group um, because it was absolutely phenomenal. They absolutely killed it. Morgan and his team take really good care of you. They walk you through every step of the process and the communication is on point. So if you need a custom video, a beautifully designed website, if you need a uh, custom social media ad campaigns, Monarch Socials, where it's at. They also have a podcast they release every Friday where they bring you a ton of value. So check them out, monarchsocialbrand.com, or you can find them wherever uh, you're on social media because they're probably there too. So check them out, monarchsocialbrand.com and get your digital marketing rolling. When I was a trainer, I was in the automotive industry. And uh, we would compete with banks all the time, mm. like selling. Sell, so not everything that they sold in, in banks, but like some of their other insurances that banks yeah. would sell for like automotive stuff. Um, and it's always funny. Like we'd always go back and forth with the banks. <laughs> like we had to be their friend and we also had to try to outsell them. And that was a very yeah. interesting dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting dynamic. And I, don't, I, I mean, at least you didn't have to deal with what I dealt with. I, 
after I can the only imagine. for years, people were like, oh, you were in banking. And so this is your fault. And I'm like, well, oh, yeah, that's weird. No, I wasn't really in banking. I was just training <laughs> the banks. <laughs> so and I guess we all play our part either for good or for bad. Right. So sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Seriously. You're like, I don't know. Yeah. Call it whatever you want. Like I was in car sales. Everybody still thinks I'm like the, you know, those guys are right next to lawyers. I was oh. talking about this the other night, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> car salespeople are like right next to lawyers. So I got out of that. But anyway, that that's really cool. So you you were with startups, you end up with banks, and then you get this, uh, you're kind of, it's almost like, it sounds like it's almost like you're you're kind of pushed into this like entrepreneurial life that you've been set up for. And and the reason I kind of brought up sales is because if if that's kind of the same thing, it's like, Sales really sets you up to be like an entrepreneur because you got half the battle already won if you know how to sell something. Yeah. And and I think the thing that's interesting about sales, like I love sales. I mm-hmm. love people who sell things. And because the fact <laughs> of the matter is nothing happens without sales. Like you oh, go and buy sure. a loaf of bread at the grocery store. That didn't get there unless someone sold it to that store. You know yeah. what I mean? Like nothing, nothing yeah. moves and nothing happens without sales. And I, I think it's kind of silly that people are kind of down on salespeople because realistically, everybody's a salesperson. I mean, even if you're like a massage sure. therapist, you're, you're sure. selling yourself, you're selling your product, you're selling your service, yeah. and you put yourself out there and you have to sell. So, yeah. you know, I love salespeople. I think they're great. <laughs> well, funny enough, like it's funny that you brought up massage therapy I, I've been doing this podcast for a really long time, almost two years. And, uh, I want at the beginning I met with, uh, I interviewed, a uh, her name is Alyssa and she has a mobile, she's like a mobile chiropractor. Was it Alyssa Evans? No, her last name is, I think she's getting married, but her last name is Coons when I interviewed her. Oh my goodness. Um, I was like, I thought you were talking about one of my very best friends in the world. I was like, what? Oh yeah. I would have been like, that would have been really cool. Please, please continue on with this. (laughs) Yes, I know. Um, So, but she, she like uh, ended up coming back and we talked a little bit after the podcast about sales, like, cause she was trying to like sell her services and she's like, I didn't think it'd be this hard. And I'm like, Mm. yeah, you know, like me either. (laughs) but like you know it does it's like sales you have to like know how to talk to people and it's not about like people think like sales is like we're coming from like i have to sell you this thing but but persuasion and influence is more about uh you know us really trying to help you like to help people you know and that's why like i don't believe sales trainers who say i like i can I, you know, you bat a hundred percent, right? Like you'll sell, you should be able to sell everybody that you talk to. Cause like, this is not realistic for me because some people aren't ready for it. You know, like I'm sure you've, I'm sure you've run into some people who just aren't ready for like the CBD world. You know, it's interesting. I have, I, uh, I, with one of my mentors, my mentors said I should do a farmer's market. So this last season I engaged in a farmer's market and it was interesting I, I had all the different, you know, all the different products and either people literally didn't see it. It it wasn't even in their sphere. They didn't understand or people would like see it and automatically be able to zoom. I'm in like, what is this? Tell me about it. I want this. Like, you know, basically like, tell me how this is going to help me. But it was interesting. It was like this like weird vibrational thing where if people weren't on that vibration, it didn't even exist in their world. It's like my booth was blank and they just walked yeah. by. Because it didn't, it wasn't even there in their consciousness, yeah. you know? And so it was yeah. interesting to see the different people who kind of were like that. And the other people who were just like zoom right, right there, right in it. And then like other CBD, people who like yeah. noticed it and was like, Ooh, I'm really curious. And then their questions and, and what, what they needed to know and what would help them. And right. it was, it was a cool experience, but interesting yeah. to see that the whole idea of everything really is a vibration. And if you're on a certain vibe, there may be people that don't even see you. Like you can walk by them and you don't even exist to them because the vibrations yeah. are so far apart that they, 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 you just don't register. And and I saw that in real time with this farmer's market. And I was like, well, this is yeah. really cool. I'm glad I experienced this. Not my market won't be doing it again, but right, right, right. Experience. Well, yeah, I, I've I noticed um, that that happens. I mean, I, 
and I kind of want to talk to you about, I want to have you kind of explain like vibrations. Cause I've had like four people explain it to me and I'm like, I kind of get it, but it's funny though, because I, I, I understand like when you say that, like people, you know, like you're not even on their radar. I do understand that because it, to me, like that sounds like when people, you know, like politics is one of them or like when people <laughs> critique like celebrities, I'm like, why are you guys critiquing these celebrities? Like they don't even know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you like we're talking crap about celebrities who like don't even know we exist. They don't even know your name. They don't even, you know what I'm saying? So to yeah. me, it's like, it's like, why waste my energy on like some negative criticism to somebody who's, you know, and it might be like vibration, but, but that's how, that's kind of how it makes sense in my head. Like, why would I waste my time negatively criticizing something that I'm like, they don't even know who I am. Right. Like, so it's and, like, and, I, and if they weren't on, yeah. And if they weren't on TV, I wouldn't know who they are. Right. Right. So it's like, it's like what you're attracted to. So, yeah. you know, obviously it, I, I, I obviously just met you, but it seems like you're attracted to ideas. Right. And yeah. so like maybe ideas are here and it's not that vibrations are better or worse or higher or lower. They're just different. It's almost like, um, mm-hmm. music, like the different tones of music, right? Like yeah. you have like a C vibrating here and then you have like an E major here and mm. they may not harmonize, um, but they're, they're different vibrations. But then once you get the E right in the right harmonization, then they, they, then they'll start harmonizing together. Right. So, yeah. For, yeah. so for you, it's like, you're attracted to ideas. That's where your vibration is. You're like, Ooh, ideas. We want to talk about ideas, you know? And then maybe another vibration yeah. is like, Ooh, let's be really gossipy and talk about people and talk about these celebrities and talk about how horrible things are. And let's watch the news and let's like fill our mind with all of these things that keep making me feel this certain way, which may be, you know, I don't know, like people who watch too much news, like, you know, maybe in like this, like, um, almost like hyper state of fear, you know, and yeah. so they keep, yeah. they keep like grabbing, gravitating towards these things that keep feeding this vibration of like a hyper state of fear, you know, and then you have people that are just like, yeah, I don't want to be a part of that. I want things that feel good. So I'm on this different vibration where I'm feeding my my body and my mind and my spirit and my mental in- intuition uh, with things that make me feel good and make me feel better. And so for you, yeah. I think it's ideas. Like I'm the same. I like ideas too. I'm like, Ooh, yeah, let's talk about ideas. I, I get some kind of like high off of like, Ooh, what can we do? And yeah, let's do this and that. And even if it never comes to anything, it's like, you know, we're putting the idea out there. Yeah. And, and, right. And that feels better to me than like sitting there on the fear, fear wagon, <laughs> and, you know, talking about whatever celebrity, cause they did whatever, you know, so that, yeah, that would yeah, be yeah. night and day of, of vibration. Yeah, no, that makes sense because I, and and in fact, it's funny. I was just talking about someone, uh, I was talking to someone about this earlier of like, um, just being creators. Like if you're like, if you're a creator, uh, Mm -hmm. it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't really matter if it comes to fruition or not, because in a creator's mind, um, if it's on paper and we went through the process of doing it, even if it never like brought me money or like became an actual business that I started, I, I created something little right there. And it was cool. And it just reminds me that I have the juice left. You know what I mean? I got, I got something flowing, you know what I'm saying? So I can throw that one out and go on to the next one. Oh yeah. It creates like some kind of chemical in your brain. Maybe it's dopamine or something. You get like a little dopamine rush. You You know, I don't, I don't know what chemical it's creating, but maybe it's that. And then you're just like, yeah, "Yeah." and it kind of keeps you going. You know, another thing to think about with that, and maybe this has happened to you, um, is when you when you do this sort of creating, even if you're not the one that brings it to fruition, eventually mm-hmm. it comes out in into the consciousness. Have you ever had that, Dalton, where you've thought about something mm-hmm. or you've talked about something, and then a few years later it's been invented or it's like out there for sale? Oh yeah, all the yeah, all the time. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the time. Or yeah. Well, that happened with our CBD company. So I I thought we got into the the CBD game kind of early ish. Like we were Mm -hmm. right at the hype when we created this business. Um, And I, what we wanted to do, well, it was funny because we found out we sourced out some product, uh, white labeled it, you know, they were white labeling it. Uh, It was really good. Um, And I was like, I was looking at the margin. So I'm an accountant by trade. Like that's what I went to school for. 
it Whoa. helps me in sales. Like, so, so I'm looking at these numbers and I'm going like, um, we're, we're comparing to these big guys. We're trying to figure out a pricing model. We're trying to figure out how we're going to price this and brand this. And we end up pricing it lower. And I'm like, we were the first, at least in Utah, where you could buy like a really potent CBD bottle um, mm-hmm. for a, like that was affordable, you know, that you could actually like justify if this, you know, 30 milliliter tincture was, was going to last you all month, you could justify mm-hmm. buying one a month. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, versus like some of these big guys like CBDMD, like the same product we had at CBDMD, their product was like $130. Ours was like 60. Wow. And, uh, and we were still making all the money that we needed to make. And mm-hmm. it was funny because like, we're talking about this back to what you're saying. We're talking about this. We're like, we need to make this cheaper for everybody. We need to bust into markets that aren't there because it's too expensive. Um, and then we kind of did our thing. We were doing our thing. That CBD business has since fizzled out um, due to some other things out of my control. But then once, once our thing stopped, everybody was like, oh, CBD doesn't have to be for like rich people. You can buy this $20 and it's still potent, right? And I'm like, these guys, we should have stuck with it, but it life happens. Yeah, but you did it though. Like you put the idea out there and you But know, it does, yeah. And I've had other instances, but yes, that running, was a fresh you know? one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's awesome. But yeah, so that's I think that's kind of what part of that is like being in the creative mindset is you can create something and then kind of letting go of the expectation that it doesn't have to be you. You know, it yeah. doesn't have to be you that puts it out there. <laughs> there is kind of a thrill in creating something and, you know, seeing, seeing somebody else run with it, you know? Yeah. I like, like that too. Yeah. It just feels, it I feels like nice, too. you know? And that's, and that's what I really like. I like being able to help people, you know, figure mm-hmm. out what it is that, um, that they want to do and, and, you know, and like help them like launch into that, you know, aside from, yeah. from, you know, my companies where I sell physical products, you sure. know, I just, and really just like women, you know, because it's like, you know, women supporting women is mm-hmm. such a big deal and women collaborating, collaborating with women. There's, there's some magic in that as well. And don't get me wrong. I love, I agree. I, I agree. Love men, but you know, the whole this is the first time no. I'm working just women, and it's like, wow, this is so different. And you know, and yeah. I just I know, I and so, yeah, I, I mean, I appreciate that you said that, but I, one of the things that I, I mean, we were going to talk about was this idea of you know, you had mentioned you know, bringing women empowerment, and I think that's mm-hmm. great. Like, I don't know why somebody would get like, I'm obviously I'm a dude, but I have no problem with it because. I, you know, and I say this a lot, but like, obviously I'm a feminist. I have a daughter and you want, you know, and you want your daughters to be like, to grow up and be strong. And yeah. why wouldn't she want that? So I think if you have a daughter, you're automatic, you should automatically be a feminist. <laughs> Absolutely. Good job. You know what I mean? That is the right answer for sure. I 100% agree <laughs> with you. Like raising daughters is a big deal and raising sons is a really big yeah. deal too. Well, and, and so what, what you brought back earlier, like I've had conversations, but it's just different. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, so, so you have a coach that only works with women and, and I've, and I've interviewed them and, um, and you know, what's awesome is I, I interviewed a woman, I interviewed a woman, her, her name's Dr. D Franny. Um, and she had a podcast. We had a great time. Um, and somebody mentioned that, that it would be cool if I went on her podcast and she's like, this is a woman only podcast. And I'm like, right on. That works. <laughs> that's perfect yeah. you know what i mean that doesn't, doesn't mess me up i don't yeah. you know what i mean because it's just different like we're just different and, and uh um and that's perfect well, and there's some things that women need and men need that are just different there are totally and then also what i find when we're talking about consumables um when we're mm. talking about like the health of the home the wellness of the home what people are consuming in the home it mm. usually comes down to the woman in the house you know uh, the, the mom yeah. the wife uh, you know, that just the woman who's living in the home, they're typically the women, they're the people who are going out and doing the shopping. They're typically the people who are sure. making the decisions of like, well, you know, 
I don't know about you, but maybe your wife sure. can just do whatever. <laughs> and you're just like, yes, ma'am, I am going to eat this. I know my husband's that way. So I'm just like, yes, <laughs> this. And he's like, yep, I'm taking this. You know, yeah, the kids yeah, are yeah. You're like, mommy's going to give this to you. And they're like, oh, I have to take this. Okay. Well, I guess I have to take it. Mom says. So it's usually the women in the household that are the decision makers on what's coming into the household, what's being bought and what's being served up to the I family. Agree. Yeah. You know, and so for me, that's why I want to reach out to, uh, you know, the women, you know, and then just to narrow yeah. that down a little bit, I want to work with women who do want to feel completely whole and want to feel completely empowered and want to feel in their power and want to feel mm-hmm. like a badass boss babe, regardless of what they're yeah. doing, even if they're just like, you know, even if they're the stay at home mom, you know, slinging diapers, I want them to feel badass doing that. You know, I want them to have all yeah. the energy and I want them to have the focus and everything that they need uh, in their own intuition to be able to, you know, do the things that they want to do. And so that's, those are the yeah. women I want to talk to. Those are the women I want to work with and help. Yeah. I, and I think, um, especially in this day and age, it's like, it's very confusing. And I want kind of want to ask you just, just as a general question, how sure. have you ever, have you ever had somebody kind of come up because first of all like i just want to like i'm a feminist i agree with you i just kind of want to open this conversation just to kind of get your thoughts yeah. like do you ever do you ever have the conversation where somebody thinks like that maybe these things are reinforcing like gender stereotypes and how do you and how do you kind of deal with that because i know, don't I, think they are but i'm just curious yeah. if you what your conversation is around that Yeah, I've been really lucky. I haven't, I think I might live in a little bit of a bubble. I have not really had to go up against that too much with this particular business. Uh, But in in the past, I do know that uh, embodying uh, the the image of a strong, powerful woman, it can be very intimidating uh, to the the men around me. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the way that I would approach that conversation and what I would have to say is that I have never seen a super strong, uh, heart centered, powerful man that hasn't had a super strong heart centered, badass babe behind him. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I yeah, feel like yeah, yeah. I, I just feel like it's to everybody's advantage to, you know, have women be in their power, you know, and, 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 and let their light shine 100% because that's only going to grow super capable, independent, smart <laughs> children. And it's only going to support, you know, brilliant men. Yeah. We are brought to you guys by Sheffield Cider. Now, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that I love taste testing this cider. It's one of my personal favorites. And every guest that I bring on who tries it with me says the same thing. And they finally partnered with us so that you can share Sheffield Cider with those that you love. Sheffield Cider is a crisp, organic, artisan, non-alcoholic cider that comes from fresh apples right out of Sheffield Farms in Mesa, Washington. It really doesn't get better than this. So when you use code THINK10, you'll save 10% off a full case of Sheffield Cider. So make sure that you check them out, sheffieldcider.com, use code THINK10 and enjoy. It'll be the best decision you've ever made. No, and I agree with you. Like I said, like I, 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 and I attribute a lot of my success to my wife. In fact, like this podcast would not be this far along if it wasn't for my wife, like 100%. Oh, that's um, awesome. Thank your wife for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I will. Her, so thank her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, because I'm serious. Like for, you know, for the longest time, um, she was a really big supporter of it. And so it's just, you know, and so whenever I go into these conversations of, of like, because of like women empowerment and, and just women finding their roles, you know, for me, it's like, you, you have to find the role that, that fits you and then like shine as bright as you can in that. Right. So whatever that looks like. Right. And I think we just, I think like, I don't know, I think it, and I think at the end of the day, it just comes back to, there's a lot of like, I, I don't, I don't know if hate is the right word. That might be a strong word, but there's just a lot of like disagreements. Like everybody's got to be on a soapbox. And I'm just like, it's more nuanced. It's not black and white. You know what I mean? Nope. It's all shades of gray. And <laughs> I just feel like, you know, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be who I am today without the support of my amazing husband of 25 years. You know, I mean, he just like yeah. really 
lets me be me and lets and supports me in whatever crazy idea I might have. And, you know, and here's the next <laughs> crazy idea. And he's like, yes, go and do that. You know, you know, because I think when it comes yeah. down to it, you know, there's, there's no really ownership of each mm-hmm. other. You know, it's the fact is, it's like we, we, as a couple chose to, uh, you know, share our lives, you know, not like yeah. control one another, but really to share our lives. And then when you look at people who are you know, maybe in the corporate world or maybe have a job and have to go in day in, day out, there's this misunderstanding that like somehow you're submitted to be like a work slave or something, you know, and in reality, yeah. it's like, hey, I'm your employee. I'm coming here to help you with your business, you know, and you're helping me live, but that's kind of where it ends. It's like a partnership. And, you know, we're, we're just not seeing that. I think think the tide's changing, um, but it kind of all comes to the same thing. Is that like, Hey, we're all together. We're all partners. We might as well support each other in shining as bright as we can be. And, 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 you know, trying to find our most authentic selves and supporting Mm -hmm. them. And it's just mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, I appreciate that. I appreciate the vulnerability and being authentic, you know, in all yeah, these absolutely. Pieces. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny that you brought that up. I saw somebody on LinkedIn. Um, he's like a big HR guy on LinkedIn, but he said, uh, he said workers, everybody, everybody compares like their work, uh, at least like now, like they're we're in like this culture thing with work. Yeah, I've never understood it, but but. He kind of plays this, this uh, devil's advocate and he goes like, you know, uh, employees at work don't want families. They want boundaries. (laughs) And I was like, like, hey, okay," because because I think that's part of like what you're describing. uh, And then this little joke that he made, I think there's a lot of truth in that uh, and why like there's like a big employee like exodus. Mm -hmm. Why why companies aren't are having a really hard time finding like workers. You know, just to be able to like, you know, I I think we're just done. And by the way, that's why I love sales. One of the first things I learned in sales was like, if you know how to sell something, like you can sell anything, but but there might be a little bit of a learning curve, but if you know how to sell fields open, wide open. And I'm like, yeah. So for salespeople, it's really easy to be like, I don't have to be here. Well, I think for salespeople, uh, you know, if they know how they're going to be paid, if they know their commission, then they can choose their value and they know their value. And I think what we're seeing with this exodus is all of a sudden you have a, a huge section of the population that just realize that they're the value. They're the for energy sure. They're, sure. I mean, they're the one like these companies don't run without them. I, I think we saw like, <laughs> the essential workers at the, you know, they're like grocery store people. Like, oh my yeah. gosh, everyone's so mean to the grocery store. The people who like do the checkouts and work at the grocery store. And it was like, oh my goodness, yeah. none of us would have lived the last couple of years without them. And so when we talk about essential, yeah. it turns out the essential are the people that are getting paid at the bottom of the barrel. Man, maybe they yeah. should be getting a lot more because it wouldn't happen. None of that would happen without them. You know, I so I think people yeah. are starting to wake up to that. Like, wait a second, I'm the value. Yeah, uh, yeah, so yeah. You know, and then that helps them step into their power a little bit. And when you start stepping into your power, you're able to look around and assess and, you know, decide, well, what am I going to do with this power? Because it's power. Like, what are we going to do with yeah. it? It's important, you know? Yeah. And and you know what? Okay, this is kind of off topic, but I want to ask two questions. The first one, um, I, th- I I don't know why I didn't ask this earlier. It just came back to my head, and I'm like, I'm curious about this. So you said the part of the story was your 16-year-old son came to you and was like, hey, I want to use CBD. A few of my friends are using it for anxiety. What do you think? Uh, not not so much about like the CBD, but how did how did you build as a mother, how did you build that trust with your kids that they, he was even comfortable coming to you and saying like, I want to try CBD, but I want to come to you first and like, let's figure this out. You know what I'm saying? I think, I yeah. think that's really cool. I, I don't know why I yeah. spoke over that, but I, I love that. Um, first off, I have to say, I love being a parent. I have a 24 year old daughter and a 19 year old son. I am 
just recently within weeks an empty nester and oh. wow it's so cool um but this this is what I did I mean it started out when they were young um I really feel like as a parent we we only have we only have one job well actually two jobs and you know besides the obvious like love your kids you know keep them mm-hmm. safe it's, it's really just to keep them breathing right <laughs> just keep them breathing and yeah. to just help them remember who they are they came to this world knowing who they are what they're about and as a mother i felt like my job was just to encourage them and who they are as people and support them any way I can and, you know, pump them through full of positivity and, you know, opportunities and just everything so they can develop who they are as a person. And I think through that is where the trust was. So whenever my kids have ever came to me with anything, you know, I, I've done my best. I'm definitely not perfect, but I've done my best <laughs> sure. at being a cool head and just with whatever <laughs> problem and just been like, okay, what are we going to do about it? Like, okay what makes sense and ask them questions and help them formulate their own game plan, their own idea, their own mm-hmm. mission, and what they want to do with whatever they want to do. And I mean, I'm doing this with them since they were young, you know, <laughs> and it's just like, but you got to know, you got to know the boundaries, like what's appropriate yeah. for a two-year-old is not appropriate for a 10-year-old, you know? So you just do yeah. that to the best of your ability um, at their level of development. And so when it came mm-hmm. to things that, you know, I, I, I thank you for asking this question because it makes me feel yeah. really proud to be a mom, you know, and it's, it's just <laughs> nice that my son would come to me and he also knows like, oh, mom has all the good hookups so we can, you know, she sure. probably has the CDs <laughs> and I didn't, yeah. but, um, but sure, you know, sure, sure. just was like, mom, I need this. And he knew that yeah. I would, I would, I, I would find him something that would be safe and he wouldn't have to worry. So, well, and so, and so that's cool because, um, it's just something that, you know, if you're, if you're a parent, that's what you want, right? I would rather my son come to me or my daughter come to me and be like, Hey, kids are trying CBD for their anxiety. They said it's working. What do you think? Can we try it? Like, and can we both be comfortable? That would be, that would be way better. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And not, not saying that if I found CBD and my daughter didn't tell me, I'd be like pissed or anything, but you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the conversation you want to have, you know, you know? And so it's just really cool. And I think it's fun to bring up in a podcast like this, just to, because I know that there are people who listen to this who have kids and who want that. I mean, that's like the ideal situation. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Just, I mean, you think about it, like we're in these, like, I, I mean, the bodies, right? We're in these bodies, <laughs> yes. these spirits in these bodies. And what are these bodies? They're like, they're like organic robotic meat suits right and so what's <laughs> yeah, interesting yeah. about that is like you could put a substance in and you and you get an output on that you know so it's almost like mm-hmm. we you, you put chemicals in your body and then what comes out the other end right so it's almost yeah. like you can fine tune and and create whatever experience you want in your body by what you put into it and i mean yeah CBD, definitely one thing. Sheila Jeet, another thing. You want energy, boom, go. You yeah. know, or that could be programmed to any frequency. So you could program that and then take that in and like, boom, go. You know, but we're also talking about like water, you know? It's like, yeah. well, you can drink tap water that's filled with, you know, a lot of chlorine <laughs> and whatnot. You're going to put that in your body and then you're going to have to process through that chlorine and all the things. Or, you know, you could take the time to go find spring water and go Mm -hmm. haul up a mountain and fill up a water and you drink that water and you have a completely different output, you know, same with like hamburger, you know, you get the hamburger that's, you know, from McDonald's and that's going to make you feel one way, or you can go find the hamburger from the rancher down South, non-GMO organic, you know, the cow is named Paul. We love Paul, (laughs) whatever, you know, and then you eat that hamburger and you feel totally different. You know, I agree with you. No, I agree. Why not let our kids know that like right up front that like, hey, you know, you can feel any way you want. You know, it just depends on what you're going to put into your body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then just let's put good things in your body. So, you know, yeah, well, and then, you know, and then it comes up and then, you know, what I liked about that story was, you know, that experience is, is you'd rather, you, you know, you want them to, to come to you. You want your children to come to you. And, and for me, it's like, I would rather them learn it from me and get a balanced perspective 
then get like a, you know, like a high school perspective because mm-hmm. that doesn't usually end out very well. Yeah. Right? And, 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 and that is true. And then what I found Dalton with, with, with this type of philosophy and parenting is it creates, you know, Oh God, just like really, um, what is the word I'm looking for here? Like sovereign, like sovereign thinking. Yeah, right? yeah. So it yeah. creates children who really kind of question any kind of authority that's telling them, oh, it should be this way. It should be that way. And mm. they look into themselves and they're like, well, wait a second. I know I have this intuition and I know that if I put whatever I'm feeling or whatever my thoughts are against my intuition, I'm going to get the answer for myself. You know, mm. so it creates like really forward thinking, independent children. And and then, yeah. you know, that's what I ended up with. I ended up with these little <laughs> adults that are amazing and they're super independent and know what they're doing. And I don't even have to worry about them in the world. And you know, if they have an issue, you're right. They come to me and they're like, mom, dad, what do you think about this? And it's just like, yeah, yay. Yeah. Perfect. You know, and unfortunately we were, we were not all raised that way. You know, exactly. I wasn't yeah, exactly. raised that way. I had to figure that out on my own, you know, yeah. so it, it makes me hopeful and it makes me wonder what would happen if like more people found, um, found a way to listen to their own intuition and their own knowing you know, yeah. and yeah. um, and then they taught their children that, like, how quickly our world would change. I, I yeah. honestly think it would change in one generation. It'd be completely different. But yeah, it would be. And, and the, well, and by the way, perfect segue into like where I wanted to kind of, you know, start the descent of the podcast. But you know, you're you're talking about intuition. Um, you you talk about you know wanting to build badass boss babes. Love it. What What's your biggest message to women who want to who want to come into that and be a, like a badass boss, babe? Well, you know, depending on where you're at, you know, the first thing is is we all don't end up feeling this way. <laughs> we're, we're not just born this way. It's it's definitely sure. a journey, right? Um, yeah. But the first thing is is just you know maybe connect to our community and mm. you know where we share daily tips, uh, rituals on how to just feel better about yourself, uh, daily yeah. rituals on, you know, just different mindsets, what to think, how, you know, just how to get, how to get here, you know, cause people yeah. are dealing with like layers upon layers upon layers of trauma. So you, yeah. you got to start somewhere. So, you know, wherever yeah. you're at, plug in <laughs> and we'll get you on the right track to, to get going where you're at, you know, and that, and that deals yeah. with like what you're putting in your body physically, what you're feeding your your mental body, your spirit, you know, your mm. emotional body, and um, so that that's what I would say. You know, come join us. We're a fun we're a fun group of yeah. people. <laughs> we love supporting each other. So that's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So, um, and this all the links will be in the show notes. But how do people find, um, you know, your physical products? And then if you know there are women listening, how do they join the the women group and things mm-hmm. like that? So Mercabody.com is where you'll find okay. our physical products. That's the easiest way. We're also in a lot of alternative doctor's offices and uh, places around oh. town at the moment. Cool. Yeah. So that's really wow. fun. Is Yeah. Yeah. Go into your chiropractor and you're like, oh, Mercabody. Great. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, great. <laughs> that's super fun. Or you go into your, you know, your lady who does your waxing and you're like, oh, wow, here it is again. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, easiest place is really Mercabody.com. Also okay. Mercabody.info uh, okay. is where you can join our community. And then of course you can find us on Instagram and Facebook under Mercabody. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, hey, thank you so much, Bessie. I really appreciate you being here. I really appreciate all the wisdom and the knowledge you brought. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Well, thank you. I really enjoyed being on your show and and it's an honor to be here with you tonight. Thank Thank you.